Welcome to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com, dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Serving leaders, managers, and people who will be, helping you reach excellence in your work and achieve your personal goals at the same time. Sign up for the free course at clearandopen.com. The image not matching reality is completely okay with your shadow because your shadow doesn't care about reality. They only care about their virtual reality. And that's only a problem if you don't track it. Hi, it's Joseph, and thanks for tuning in to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com. This episode continues our four-part series on departing from reality with part two. Here we address something you might be a little familiar with, stress. What if stress were an illusion and an entirely optional experience? The idea should excite you because it means you could be liberated from stress forever. How could that be? Sound impossible? Keep listening to find out more. This episode is from a recent weekly member webcast. For more information about the many benefits of Clear and Open membership and how to get the help you need in conversations like this, as well as access to powerful online courses, please go to clearandopen.com. Thanks for listening. Now let's dive in. A good self-image. Well, in my world, there's no such thing as a good self-image. Because it's image. It's not real by definition. It's an image. Isn't that funny how we talk about a good self-image or having a positive self-image and we forget that that's an image? It's kind of weird, right? It's like eating the menu instead of the food. (laughs) That's just, that's not the food. That's just the image of the food that you're seeing there on the menu. That's a picture of what you're going to eat. That's a really good image. I'll have three of them. <laughs> the whole idea of, of 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 image, and we live in a very imagic society. The whole idea of image and wanting to promote your image and put off a positive self-image. Th- that very idea, unless it's used very consciously, and it can be. You know, when people say, "Well, we want to project an image of." That's okay as long as you're making sure that image is actually true, right? I mean, that's what you have to do in advertising and marketing. We're going to project an image of quality and service and yada, yada, yada. And that's fine as long as you're actually making sure that the image is true. You know, just like the the pictures in fast food, you know how the picture of like a Big Mac and an ad, you've never seen a Big Mac like that. That's not what they look like. They look incredible. It barely fits on the screen. There's lots of space in between. The tomatoes look like they're right out of your garden. And then you see it and the tomatoes is pale, barely red color and the lettuce is wilted and it's kind of squished a little bit, right? The image doesn't match reality. The image not matching reality is completely okay with your shadow because your shadow doesn't care about reality. They only care about their virtual reality. And that's only a problem if you don't track it. There's no problem with the shadow of not being interested in reality. 
unless you're blended with your shadow such that the net effect is that you don't care about reality either. So Peter, what was the question again? The question was, the uh, I think Jamie started a discussion about being stressed. Mm. And I suggested that you were, part of some of your responses were essentially saying that, or maybe I was extrapolating, might be saying that it's very similar as a device that our shadow uses, like overwhelm is a device that our shadow uses. Yeah, exactly. So let's look at stress. So when you're really stressed out, what's happening? What is, your, what is one's relationship to your experience when you're under stress? So an event arises, right? Your car is leaking a quart of transmission fluid an hour, for example just as a random example, <laughs> you have no other car, you need to do something about it. What's going on? In the case of uh, an email this morning from a client uh, that we recently completed a, a job in the basement when we put an egress window and uh, he mentioned that last night's uh, rain was too much for the window well drain that we put in and it was you know spilling through the window onto the basement floor. I was thinking, oh boy, I don't have a solution for this. This is why I don't want to be in business anymore. I'm going to have to spend a lot of money and a lot of time to fix this problem. So it was, you know, worry about what was going to happen. A, a virtual reality future that, that um, I began to create in my mind. Great. Brilliantly illustrated. I loved how you, you, you couldn't have done that any more concisely. Notice how you went from a window to your livelihood in like a second flat, right? This is why I don't want to be in business. Whoa, what happened? <laughs> how quickly did you decide that you didn't have a solution, right? This is, the, this is how the mind works, right? Got see the window and I don't want to be, and this is going to be this money and this sucks. Everything sucks. Nothing works, Right? And there's just one question to ask there. What is it? Is that really true? Bingo. Is that really true? You see, that's how quickly the mind departs reality. The ego, let's say the ego mind, just because rather than negativize the mind, the mind is a tool, it's totally neutral. But when it's utilized by the shadow, and in Buddhism they call that the ego mind, in Zen they call that the ego mind, call it the shadow, whatever. The, that's the contraction from reality. It, is the experience unpleasant? Well, a little bit. It's an unforeseen arisement. It's not what you wanted, right? You would like the job to be done right the first time. Didn't happen. But look how much stuff is made up in that moment. So where is the stress? Is the stress in the arising window event? No, it's just a window event. It's just saying, windows leaking. Well, what else? That's it. Is the leaking window saying, you should retire? Is it saying, this is going to cost $5,000? Is it saying, you don't have time for this? Is it saying, you need to reevaluate your entire relationship to business itself? 
No, we say that. And then secondarily, suffer over it. And then blame the window. (laughs) Just for the record, I didn't blame the window. What, did you blame anything or anyone? I forget. Usually we blame either ourselves or others, one or the other or both. I, I think I blamed myself. Uh-huh. That, that would be consistent with your pattern. Yeah. That's the higher integrity way to go, even though it increases suffering. Yeah. Higher integrity inside the realm of if ego mind, and you have high integrity. So, yeah. Responsible people will tend to blame themselves. And less responsible people will tend to blame others. In, in a sense, it doesn't really matter. One's slight, and from one perspective, blaming yourself is better because it's higher integrity. But from the realm we're talking about, they're both bullshit because they're both made up. True. The quickest path to get out of that when you're stimulated by a stress response is gratitude. Gratitude is a really wonderful way to short circuit the ego's mind tendency to make stuff up because why that is, is because the ego mind can't do gratitude. Well, I shouldn't say that it can, but it doesn't do it very well. So windows leaking, what an exciting opportunity. Now you can't just say that. That's the ego mind. That's what you see. There's a lot of, um, in places like where I live and Sedona, Arizona and Ashland, Oregon and Asheville, North Carolina and Mount Shasta and places like that, where there tends to be very spiritualized people who are attracted to these places. There's a huge amount of unseen and, uh, undiagnosed, um, uh, spiritualized egos who think that if you say the words, well, I'm so grateful for this leaky window because I'm going to learn all sorts of lessons about it, that energetically just paves over the blame but doesn't actually work it out, that's not the same. And it can be tricky to tell the difference. That's called spiritual bypassing. It's the mechanism by which you can use a spiritual truth or any kind of truth to actually depart from reality instead of abide with it. That's why I fired my yoga teacher. Really? Yeah. She was a bypasser. She was, Uh she thought, Hey man, we just going to be here on this planet together. Even though I'm 15 minutes late, it's all good. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Great example. It's not good. Great example. What one of the ways to spot bypassing is at the moment, the exact moment where personal responsibility and accountability is called for, the spiritual truth is invoked, right? Oh. Hey, you're 15 minutes late. Well, you know, we're all brothers and sisters here. <laughs> I really appreciate your compassion and your support, right? That's all true. But after you take personal responsibility for your actions, you see, that's fundamentally the, the issue. It's, it's using in a spiritual truth in a way that is trying to avoid the personal reality. And basically, this, this happens, this, this is the mechanism by which a teaching gets designed to be pro-reality becomes anti-reality. That's exactly how it happens. 
And you get to see this at a certain point in the evolution of a teaching, and then it becomes institutionalized. So right, right now in sort of the new age spiritual community, which is in, in the States, you know, it, it's basically a, um, a hodgepodge mixture of Hinduism and Buddhism that has been getting more and more popular in the last mm, 50 years. We're seeing how these teachings are, are being used to depart reality. Which is and, what you began, began the, the today's session with. Um, yeah. Now, in, in, in things like mainstream world religions, you can't really witness this happening for the first time. It's been going on in some cases for thousands of years. And, and so you don't get to actually see it. It's, it's sort of like getting to watch uh, molten lava fall into the sea and create land for the first time. Like, oh, wow. In 100 years, there's going to be millions of people thinking what you just said. And that's where it gets kind of scary. Thanks for listening to Manage to Engage, the clear and open podcast. Join us next week when you'll be a little bit closer to who you're destined to be. Until then, know that Clear and Open is dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Be sure to visit clearandopen.com for the latest tools, articles, and free resources to help you on your journey. Thanks for listening and bye for now.